Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, or at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Thank you to Danny Hobbs 44 for calling us her favorite globally rated podcast. Her review reads, I love you ladies. Thank you so much for being an outlet for me. I bring my kids to work and if it wasn't for you two wonderful ladies, I'd be crying all the time. Thank you. Thank you for always making me laugh and for never letting me think I'm alone in this mom job. You guys are amazeballs. Oh, balls. Thank you. I love balls. I'm your host, oh. Meredith Masony. Uh... And I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give, you can take or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we have Lucy and Tom Riles, co-authors of Mom vs. Dad, the not-so-serious guide to the stuff we're all fighting about. I love that. Today we have Vicky from Colorado opening things up for us. Be sure to call us at 315-834-2696 and leave us a message so you can open the show for us. Hi, this is Vicky. I'm from Colorado. I have two boys, five and seven. They are crazy. They do not stop from the moment they wake up at seven till they go to bed at eight. We are all here because we have struggles as moms, and anybody who said they haven't, they are lying out of their eye sockets. Oh, Let's okay. start the show with a mom fail moment. Take it, you guys, or leave it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love how she laughed at her own joke. <laughs> she was like, ha-ha, I made a funny. Well, we do, in fact, have uh, Lucy and Tom on the show today, and they are very good friends of mine. I have known them for a while now, and I can tell you um, that they, in fact, are exactly like the rest of us, and they do fight. I've seen it. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome to the show. (laughs) Thanks so much for having us, ladies. We're honored. Hello. Thanks for having us. Well, you're well. Hey, thanks for coming on. I know it's very early where you are um, today. It is what is it like seven a.m. It was an early start. I had to. I prepped it. I prepped everything he while kept, Lucy was jumping out of bed. Yeah, he kept coming in, giving me like a fifteen-minute, five-minute, <laughs> seven-minute warning. Like, are you gonna are you are you gonna be out of bed in time? I'm like, just. Give me some time. Like oh. well, you've never actually done anything this early. No. Ever. So it's a big day. <laughs> it's a big day. Well, it's a I'm big awake. it's a big deal because you guys you guys launched this book. And the thing that I love about this book, Mom versus Dad, is you're talking about all of the things that we married people are fighting about. Moms, you know, moms and dads are fighting about. And I I think it's important to touch on the fact that normal marriages include fighting. Absolutely. And if anyone says they don't fight with their spouse, they're either lying or they haven't been married long enough because there's just, or they're, or they're like robots or one of those blow up like spouses, I feel like. Oh, okay. Because if you don't fight, I don't know. Well, you guys fight with your spouses, right? I think that 
and fighting can look different too. You know what I mean? Different people have different ways. I'm sure there are people out there who can effectively communicate and kudos. You know what I'm saying? Never seen it with my eyes, but, um, I think it boils down to, uh, communication and, uh, you need that apparently, which is so weird. We don't communicate well yeah <laughs> like right now right we failed in our pre-cana when we got married we failed the communication bar like our <laughs> our results of our questionnaire came back and it was like we were the same in faith we were the same in like number of children we wanted and finances and then it was like communication we got like a 30 percent we still struck we haven't done a joint calendar yet i'm sure you guys probably with your husbands a have joint? a joint like know what the other person is so we both have our own calendars and then we don't know that's not a thing it's, no, a, like it's a thing Google it's a thing calendar. we have one but i just ignore his yeah sure. i mean sure she yeah. does she doesn't follow it Join everything except I, do for the not, calendar. I do not believe i i think a joint bank account is very common amongst couples i don't actually think a joint calendar is something that is like a staple for couples. Well, that's why, why we're here you? to talk about yeah. the joint calendar, right? Okay. Are oh, we no. in the right place? No. <laughs> I think first you're supposed to tell us about a parenting fail. Mm. We always open the show with a parenting fail, and you guys are on. So no pressure. Um, Ladies first. Listen to this guy. What a gent. Oh, come on <laughs> Yeah, now. because he's trying <laughs> to take out. Yeah. Um, parenting fail. Well, um... We Oh, I got a good one. Yep. Okay, so this week, um, very exciting. I recently was on a reality competition TV series called The Pack with my dog. Traveled the world with my dog. It's like amazing race, but with your dog. And they had a big red carpet event drive-in because we couldn't get out of the car uh, because of COVID and everything. So we did a big drive-in event. So I'm like, oh my gosh. It's my big Hollywood red carpet event. I'm so excited. I'm going to dress my whole family in like cute, festive holiday outfits. And um, I'm white knuckling it to the premiere. I've got the dog. I got the kids. We're meeting Tom there. And we're like five minutes away. And I realized my five-year-old had no shoes. Mm. Um, She was like in this cute little dress and outfit and no shoes. So you know, there were, there were, um, different opportunities to get out of the car to, you know, go to the bathroom, pick up some food, get some like swag and goodie bags and take photos behind like backdrops and masks and all that. And we just had a child with socks and no shoes on. And, uh, and I, I kind of felt like a failure. Like, yeah. It was a big night, big night for her, but no shoes. So, but yeah, I carried her. Yeah. We made it, we made it work. I love it. I'm sad that it wasn't an actual red carpet and she was wearing no shoes on the red carpet. That that would have been pretty epic. That would have been like staple life of mom moment for me. And I um, I also feel though that that was a missed opportunity for some serious publicity too because had had some like camera guy caught the fact that you were all together and the one kid had no shoes. Oh no. It had been I, everywhere. Photos. Yeah, there there will because there was a backdrop 
that we all posed in front of. So there is actual proof of... You need to feed that out somewhere because that is really good PR. I mean, I'm telling you right now, that is a wonderful... And who I've sent my kid to school without shoes, full on school. (laughs) How they can walk out the door and just not even realize and care that they are completely shoeless going into a civilized venue like a school or a red carpet event is beyond me. But yeah, that was a fail. Did you yeah. think of one? Did yeah, I give you I enough time? Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks yeah. for taking that time to give me a little time. Yeah. So this was not chivalry, ladies. This have, was um, like, what can I think of? Okay, go. We have failed, you know, we, all across no. the board. I have failed <laughs> all across the board on, <laughs> on, on, on potty training our children, right? So the oldest one is 10, the middle one is eight, and then our little one is five. And I'm going to go back to the oldest one because everything we did was so wrong because it got to the point where she would only um, do a number two in the crib. But then at one point she would go to the crib and then take it out and, and scrub it on the bars of the crib. Like that was her (laughs) anger at us for potty training it. So clearly the methods that we tried that I tried, um, we're not quite right because it turned in. And then this happened when we, when we visited family, she would get out of whatever she was in and then start rubbing it over dressers and beds. So like we failed, I failed at potty training. To be fair, that was a handful of incidents. So it wasn't like a regular occurrence. Yeah. But I, I also was a big believer in like, let's just give them time. And like, this is my fail. No, I know. I'm, I'm fully calling out your fa- fail. I'm saying I was like, just let her, you know, take her time. Don't force no pressure. Yes, she's getting to an older age, but she wasn't ready. And he was like, we're going poop paint. Yeah. Someone just that's, said that's, exactly. That's, that's what it was. Yeah. I, sorry if that was too graphic for, we for asked- the uh, 10 a.m. hour. We asked the um, pediatrician the same thing <laughs> because Brian was not. And like, he didn't want to either. And you would ask him like, don't you want to poop in the potty? And he says, no, I'll poop, poop in my pants. Right. And he, it was, and the doctor was like, he probably won't go to kindergarten shitting himself. So I just (laughs) let that one, like, just let it ride, you know? And it was like, okay, but it was not, I mean, it wasn't easy. Some kids are just easier to potty train. They really are. And others are not, you know? So I, I feel that one and that's tough. Teaching a human to deuce in a toilet is not easy. It, I, I had to. I created this story, and I'll share it with everyone because it's it's beautiful. I believe. Uh, so for our youngest now, I have. I, we couldn't figure out what to do, so I just created uh, the story for her, which made no sense whatsoever. But basically, the gist of the story was: when I was a kid and I was her age, I always wore green pants. I just wanted colors, so she could kind of visualize colors as it was happening. So every day, I'm wearing green pants. And then my parents would tell me to get on the toilet. And I would say, no, I don't want to. But then a green frog came through the window one evening and said, Tommy, you got to get on the toilet. And you have to go potty on the toilet. And I said, no, I'm not listening to the frog. And the story goes on and on and on. And there's different colors that are in there. And it turned into this super fun thing that my daughter loves. So I don't know if that's good or bad. Now I still have to tell the story. You know, we're two or three years into the training, right? But um I found a now, way. I found a story that she liked. Well, and now you're locked in. Pants. 
That's my story. Then they they come to me and they're like, mommy, tell me the story. I'm like, no, just go to the bathroom and let me know when I need to come in and wipe. So they need a, they need a full book, a children's book. You should. That's a, the, the green poop frog. Oh, this is true. There you go. That's hmm. their so many the ideas. Book. I like it. Ladies, thank you for all the c- content ideas. You're welcome. I would like credit somewhere. <laughs> Back covers fine. You can write the forward for the book. You know. There you go. There you go. Deal. Next book. I think that, like, y- you could be the greatest parent on the planet you can't control another person's bells and where they end up like it's <laughs> thank you impossible i didn't even try to be honest with you um i let the school do it <laughs> they're that's really a, good at I that. mean, that's yeah that's what happened with our oldest they just kind of i'm like well she still kind of craps herself and they're like send her with underwear on and we're like uh, maybe a pull-up they're like no just Bring her in underwear. She'll have her accidents and get. And it, it's so true that her teachers actually were more effective than really, we were. Like really good Christmas gifts. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, thank right. you so much. And it's like fine, but they're great. I can't say they're great now. There's, you know, it's a work in progress. Who, you know, my yeah. Dave well, we is Dave is finally potty trained easily until he was like a solid seven years old. Because it would just be a crime scene if not. Like, mm-hmm. he'd try it, and then my bathroom would never be the same. I'm like, no, let me just take this yeah. over. <laughs> Why are we talking about poop so much? Yeah, one last comment, then we can, we're happy to move <laughs> on from there. So my last comment point would be, uh, so at the start of COVID, you know, the toilet paper issue, and everyone was grabbing toilet paper, and they had many, many rolls, and some people had none. <laughs> it sounds mm-hmm. like a rhyme. It didn't mean for that to be a rhyme. Anyhow, um, so we had we had some toilet paper. Oh, oh wait, no, go ahead. Good? Yeah, yeah uh, we had we had plenty of toilet paper. Um, but I remember talking to my brother in law about it, and he's like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It, somehow it came up that our kids don't use much toilet paper, and he's like, that's amazing. You know right now when everyone needs toilet paper they're not using much but i was like is it because i don't know if they're actually using it in any which way or if they just go and then just move on with their day right so yeah. so ends are uh, that was my final point so glad i so glad i delivered it well you know i'm sorry i have to continue on with this yes. because I, I need to make everybody else feel better about themselves and i'll throw this as the last story before we move on and talk a little bit about your book but um i went in to the bathroom um, to wash my face after, um, I was, I was, uh, getting everybody ready to go to school and I was like shouting at kids to get in the car and I had to go in and brush my teeth and wash my face before I could leave to get in the car. And I, and so I wash my face and I turn and I grab my hand towel that hangs, no. that hangs no. right next to the toilet, right? Because that's where you turn to wash your, wash your or dry your hands. And oh, as God. I'm pulling the towel to my face, oh God, there was yeah. a lightning streaked shit trail <laughs> down the hand towel. And it was this close to my face. And I only noticed it because my eyes were shut because of the smell. And so I'm looking at this and I'm realizing that someone had wiped their ass with my face towel or their hand. I couldn't tell if it was they had wiped their hands, their ass, but the the towel itself 
had feces on it. Oh gosh! And so I, I'm pondering this now for like hours throughout the day. Like as the day goes on, it's like, how did the, how did the shit get on the towel? Like, and then I just realized, and Tommy made me think of this story. I, I think sometimes they just bear claw it down there. Maybe no toilet paper at all. <laughs> Maybe it's just, or like a bath towel, but like they don't wipe well for a very, no. very, very long time. So I just like, once again, I can't be the only one that this happened to. No, you're not. I, I feel like we could have left it at Tommy's story. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but my point is that it is something that happened. Now I did figure out which child it was. And Dave. <laughs> it was not Dave. Dave. <laughs> um, but I do have lactose intolerant children and one of them may have eaten a yogurt. And so oh. things went a little sideways, but, but anyway, so let's go ahead. Let's talk a little bit about your book. I mean, <laughs> let's go right, let's go right into it from feces to speaking of shitty. No. Oh, oh. can I swear? On <laughs> yes. That? I don't know. Yes, you can. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sorry. No, I love my book. I think it's amazing. Yeah. So we wrote, yeah. So we wrote this book. Actually, Meredith, it started with you. You remember we're on stage with you yep. last summer. And Lucy and I were trying to figure out we what were, our stage show was going to be. I think you're a, you're a comic, so you knew what your show was going to be, I think, at least. Right. But and, we, and we were the opening act to the Meredith Masony stand-up comedy show. We did uh, L.A. and Chicago. I know you went on and did a bunch more cities, but we were so excited to be paired with you and work with you. You, like made me belly laugh and like calm my nerves backstage. It was so much fun to work together. And so I'm really, I miss that. Oh, it was, it was amazing. It was, it was a blast. So yeah, thanks. I, Thank there, you for that opportunity. But you know, from that show leading up to the show, we had literally had no idea what we were going to do on stage. Cause I don't have jokes really. Hence yeah. my story, toilet paper story there. There was yeah. no, there was no final punchline <laughs> there, right? It was just kind of information that it was, was given a, to you. And then you're able to decide whether it's funny or not funny or whatever. It was a run on sentence. So I don't have jokes. But I'm on stage a lot with Ellen, so and Lucy is amazing, and she's been on stage throughout her life. So we're like, let's go on stage and do something. And what ended up working the most with the audience was when we were just deliberating about these topics that we totally disagree about. We don't agree on many things in life. We've so learned, but communication thirty percent. Yeah, yep. <laughs> we don't have the calendar, yeah. but the important things we are together on. Right. The big um, things. The bit. The, when it comes to the big things, the hard things, we've been through a lot together throughout our marriage. We've gone through some really hard losses and um, health issues and things like that with our daughter. And um, so we've been through those hard times. We know how hard parenting and marriage can be. Um, so the big stuff, I feel like we lock in like a teepee and we just like we're too bars that like come together but then in everything else in life all the little things we just kind of collapse the opposite direction and uh so we, we are... tried to bring the humor out of them on stage and then that led to the book where we there's i think there's like 30 topics in the book or maybe more of you know all these things that we totally don't see eye to eye on in life and uh but we try to right. still love each other well and what we despite... found what we found was when we did the live show that then led to our podcast that then led to our book was that when we brought up like the most random small topics 
people were so passionate and into it, like talking about whether or not to um, put knives sharp facing down into the dishwasher, or do you put the sharp part up? Or Let's let them, Tiffany, Meredith, your take. Well, how do you sharp, load a dishwasher? Sharp down, a hundred percent. Thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, are you are you trying to cut an artery or what? Yeah, right. Like, well, I, you for me, it's a, a no-brainer. I learned a lot of things from my parents, and uh, you learn certain ways. <laughs> there, there are knives up couple, Sa- apparently. Sadists so, or what? So I mean, like... <laughs> knives up. Right. Let's go. Knives up. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call them. Yeah. <laughs> well, but like the thing that I loved about the book, too, as you're reading these, then there's these little, these little like um, grayed out squares at the end. It's like, whose side are you on? Are you taking right. the mom's side or the dad's side? And they kind of give their like final arguments, and then you get to argue with your spouse. Because right. <laughs> clearly you're not going to agree on these topics either. But the fact Ooh. is there are so many topics in here that they're hundred percent rel- relatable. And they're the things that we're arguing about. Like, do you wash the dishes before loading the dishwasher? And here's the best part. Like <laughs> Lucy's wrong. <laughs> I remember uh, most, yeah. uh, most of them. Yeah. I think, I think, whoa, what makes quote- you the decider well, of because yes, I'm right. right. I, the people are. No, I, I believe that you. I I am because Lucy goes in to talk about how the dishwasher needs to do its job. You don't rinse before and you just let it handle it. That's what it's for. There's an entire well, industry yes, designated you to washing your, your dishes. Grass before a lawnmower. It's you not the same. Wash. You do. You have the, the, the edge trimmers. You take the trimmers around the yard, and then you, you get the edges, and then you, you, then you mow the You lawn. don't wash your clothes before you dump it in the di- uh, the washing machine. I'm sorry, you don't pre-rinse? No. No, I don't do any of that. <laughs> For stains, you put the spot cleaner on, and you're... Yeah, the only time I'll, I'll rinse before I install something into the dishwasher is, like, if it's a peanut butter knife. I'll do a quick wipe through. Tiff, but what about you? Else, the dishwasher should be able to handle it. I spend enough money on a dishwasher, handle it, do your job. We actually got it for free. Well, <laughs> it, was a free it was a free dishwasher. Okay. Well, you know. <laughs> Tiffany, Wait, what about you? Out. Do you rinse before you load the dishwasher or does it go in dirty? Um, I, well, I am a firm believer that there it's, I might as well just wash the whole effing dish if I'm going to wash a dish. Thank you. Um, and then I got in trouble and it caused a problem in my marriage. And so apparently you have to wash it first and it just feels redundant. It's just stupid. If I'm going to wash a dish, I'm just going to wash it and then put it on a dish rack and just be done. Agreed. But you know, because otherwise the dishwasher, you're just wasting water. But the dishwasher is for sanitation purposes because the water gets hot enough to sanitize what was ever there. So you're technically washing for the purpose of it's like it's like that hydroclave thing at like the hospital where like they they clean the instruments and then they put them in to sanitize them. Like that's how I feel about a dishwasher. Okay. Or Wait. or you just build up your immunity by oh, having dish- a lot of germs in your body. <laughs> I agree. So then why don't they call it a dish sanitizer? You know, say, call it call a spade a spade. Then don't make it weird and make me think you're going to do more for me than you are. <laughs> don't so, make it weird. So Tiffany, you made a, you made a great point. You 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 and your husband disagreed on it, and then for whatever reason, you started kind of doing it his way, right? So we have a lot of those topics 
Like one is spray tan. Like she she came home looking really orange one time. Oh like, yeah, like crazy orange before an <laughs> I event. Saw right? that. <laughs> and and yeah, the picture is ridiculous. It's in the book. The photo's in the book. Yeah. So she came home very orange, and I saw her and and noticed this, but I did not compliment what had happened to her body. I just I saw her. I noted it in my mind. Like she's orange. Yeah, she got she she got a spray tan. Okay. Um, I'm going to go help the kids with whatever, right? So I didn't, but she was looking for a compliment, which I never gave. I've since learned that she wants a compliment after each, if she gets a spray tan. So Anything. I totally think it's ridiculous, but if, if she needs a compliment after getting a spray tan, I'm going to, I'm going to toss her a compliment. If now. I am glowing like JLo and like a bronze goddess that I would love to be, but my Scotch Irish skin won't let me be. I want to be noted and I want the attention of JLo, you know, that she gets for that glow, that bronze goddess glow. And okay, yeah, day one, you're orange, but then you're like hot and gorgeous and bronzed out. So fine, compliment me on day two when I'm less orange, but it's just like a flat across the board. I'm not going to compliment. And I'm like, wait a minute. So... I believe that if you make the effort to try to work on anything, whether you're getting your hair done or, um, you know, putting on makeup or dressing up to go out on a date, you want to, it feels good to be told you look nice. And in a marriage that we're how many years in? 12? Yeah. 12 12 years into a marriage, it's like, I don't have a lot of reasons to get dressed up. So when I do, or like when I have a reason that I could, need a spray tan i want him to acknowledge the effort made which, to make me yeah which i which i you look beautiful yeah. spray tan. I you can't laugh like, mid compliment though what do you want him to lie um yeah absolutely because if i interesting as far as my looks go it's like the shania twain song like even when i'm <laughs> Burn, like even when I'm every man burn of the, mine, burn, well, yeah, any man of mine, the burn the meal and you say it still tastes good. I don't know. I just think the effort, I, the effort to be made. Like I don't I dye agree. my hair. I've never dyed my hair. I don't, I don't get things regularly done usually. So the few times I do something nice That's for myself, but what about you guys? Do you think you should compliment a spray tan? It depends. Well, okay. It depends. Yeah. Um, I'm not the kind of person who likes a lot of attention or compliments. It makes me feel really uncomfortable and I feel like they're lying. And so anytime anybody's like, Oh, I like your hair today. I have to be like, no, I didn't brush it. It's horrendous. It looks like a horse's tail in the wind. Like I just, it makes me feel weird, but I totally understand what you're saying because it's, um, you want to acknowledge the effort, but then it's like, well, do I do the thing that I was raised on? Like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. (laughs) Is that, was that like your mindset then? Or were you like, it's safer to not say anything? Well, I, I, I did acknowledge it like, but I didn't compliment it. So like, I was like, which is worse. Okay. So so a spray tan happened. Right. So I did, I noted, I acknowledged it, which felt like enough. But like I said, if she wants it, 
I'll give it, I'll give it, they, your spray tans look beautiful. But then I internally, and I'm sure we all do this, start going through all these things like, oh man, but now that means that, you know, she has certain rules. She can't shower for a day after a spray tan and I can't touch her. And right. like, so, so no it sex. sends me down this path of, right. okay, all these things that can happen now. Um, I but I'm happy. I'm very happy for your tan. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm I I'm I'm on Tommy's side here with this one because it, it had we bumped into each other and you wanted me to compliment you on that said spray tan, I wouldn't have happened because I'd have been like, dude, what what happened? Like, what'd you do? I, I, I Did you pull expect- up in a Cheeto factory? Like, I would have I would have yeah. been your friend and made right. fun of it. But at the same time, like, I don't know that I would have had the, the mind frame to compliment it. Cause I've done the same thing to Tiffany where some, she's like done something and I've been like, what, what happened? <laughs> what, what was it? Your, your bangs or something when you got bangs. I'm, and I was like, I probably, yeah. Or shave my eyebrows off. It could have yeah, been. And I was like, Hey, what, what happened to your hair? You know, like I was supposed to compliment, but my initial reaction was just like, what happened to your face? You know, and it's yeah. not okay. But at the same time, my brain doesn't like, it just, it comes out and it's not right. okay. So I, unfortunately, I know as a female, what you're saying and what you want, but my brain would have been like, you know, like I would have just, yeah. it would have been bad. Well, no, I think in the, for the general public, I'm not seeking out a compliment for my oh, spray this tan. This is solely a spouse. It is, a, it is exclusively spouse directed. Okay. <laughs> as far as the compliment goes, they but look, they look great. because to they me, I'm great. like you, I'm from the South side of Chicago. If someone tries to compliment me, it is, I, I am throwing back some self-deprecating, no freaking way do I look good, like whatever. Right. It, but with Tommy, I feel like I can be a little saucy and more, you know. I, I can appreciate that. I can. I, I think I forcefully make Dave compliment me at times. So, yeah, yeah maybe I'm wa- waning your way. I want to force a compliment on my husband. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> no, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like, I mean, in that relationship aspect where I would want a compliment from him about something, but I wouldn't care if it came from someone else. I get right. what you're saying. Oh, like it's because it's 100%. the spouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I like, understand. Here's the thing. He doesn't ignore, he doesn't notice if I chop off six inches of my hair or like if I dyed my hair. Like he doesn't notice much detail. So when he noticed the spray tan, but then still just opted out of the compliment, <laughs> it was like, yeah, it, it would have been better just like not acknowledging at all. But but we've we've moved on. Clearly, yeah. clearly we've moved on. Yes, yeah. you put it so, to print in a book. Clearly, you've moved right. on. What is the process of co-writing a book with your spouse? Like, how does that work? Do you each sit down and write your viewpoint and then put them together, or do you sit down and have a conversation and, um, yeah. what's the word? Dictate. So it's, yeah, I like to dictate. No, I'm kidding. No, um, I, it started by, <laughs> as you guys know, like getting away from our kids one of us at a time right yeah. so like so i we think couldn't I, like it, sit together and type oh that line's funny like it was a hot potato tag team i went to a hotel in december we wrote last december mostly and for two days and literally got so much done in two days like right. was, yeah. my mind was blown right and then and then she kind of took her time away after that and and you know if i would write i would start on a topic but then before going too deep with it would see if she does have a 
serious take that would be opposite of mine on that topic. We kind of knew what but, most of them would be. But we started off, you know, narrowing down what topics, right? So we, and, and, we, and in a lot of ways, we kind of outsourced to the life of dad and life of mom communities, like, you know, what are you guys fighting about? And then like seeing what their topics are, which ones really resonated with them. We took from the live show, what topics like his 20 year old cargo. I was just about to say that I was going to say that. Cargo shorts, right? Like how passionate was that Chicago audience about keeping the 20 year old cargo shorts? Right. But then in LA, they're like, get those things in the garbage can. Um, So we, we found all these topics. I think we have 41 topics in the book. We call it rounds, like um, boxing rounds, because it's mom versus dad. Um, and we kind of battle it out. But we really did start with the topics. And then if one of us had a really passionate take on it, we kind of led with it. But like each round has a different format. Like sometimes it's like a full, like, you know, a, a whole like, run on paragraph, multiple paragraphs about this topic, and then I rebuttal. And then in other rounds, it's more conversational where we're, you know, talking back and forth. We have different fonts in the book. So, you know, when Tommy's talking versus me. It's almost like reading like a text chain or something, you know, every, yeah. all of hers is to the right, all of mine is to the left. Or maybe well, it's, and maybe so- it's vice versa. Yeah. somebody from our online audience just asked, and I think this is interesting because Tiffany and I have talked about this on the show. Um, internal monologues. So when you're having a thought, um, like, like Tiffany and I have discussed that we both have an internal monologue where we're having full on conversations with ourselves, very detailed. We, we have these thoughts, they go all day, all night. Dave, on the other hand, my spouse, (laughs) um, does not have an internal monologue. He does not have conversations with himself and he doesn't like he doesn't have that conversation. So for you guys is, what is it? Do you have both have internal monologues? Does one have one and the other not? What's the deal over so there? I think I do when it's related to, uh, when it's related to money. So if it's something that is, you know, did this thing cost a lot? Should we be doing this? Then I'm internalizing about a lot of that. So one example would be for my 40th birthday, she got me a beer of the month club, which I was super excited about. I, I love beer, right? But then it showed up and then I was like, but is this 20 bucks a month? Is this 40 bucks a month? Yeah, right. When we're going through this time of trying to cut down on monthly recurring fees, my mind was suddenly went to, okay, so my gift, you know, how much does it cost us over a year? Is this going to cost us, you know, $400 over the year? What is it? So like I admittedly, you know, my fault would be when it's about money, my internal monologue starts, starts spinning. Yeah, I definitely have an internal monologue. I, I reference it a few times in the book where, you know, I, my internal monologue says a lot more curse words than mm-hmm. my vocal voice. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it still drops out, but I, you know, I reference that internal monologue in the book for sure, especially on some of the very triggering topics and stuff. But no, there's definitely, I mean, just with kids and what you are thinking constantly versus what you can probably should or shouldn't say around your elementary age kids. But um, yeah, I think that's, I had an internal monologue at 4.40 a.m. today that has not turned off. So I've kind of been up, even though I didn't get out of bed until 
653. Mm-hmm. I was up until 440 racing my mind, like panicked in full blown panic. How am I going to get everything done today? Yeah. So yeah, there's an internal monologue. <laughs> there's also an anx- anxiety disorder, but you know, it all goes together. <laughs> Those are fun times. Aren't they fun? Well, I think that's what set you off as far as like your success, right? Tiff was like those um, videos playing the different personalities of the things. I, I just, I love the, the videos that you have done where you've played your anxiety out and people can actually see it and hear it. And it is so hilarious, but also like gut wrenching, relatable. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly why I wanted to do it. And I was amazed at how many people said that they felt the same. And for the first time in my life, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. And it was very cool. As the spouse of somebody with anxiety, Tommy, how is that going? What have you learned? Uh, and what is there anything still left to learn? It's got to be tough for you if you don't have anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't have anxiety. I uh, can't say the word either. Uh, anxiety. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a constant learning. There's been a couple different times, one time or two times we went to like a marriage therapy type thing, which helped me because I'm someone that actually, I, I remember talking to Meredith and Dave about this. Like, I don't have any feelings in life. Um, when, when something sad or happy happens, like I'm just kind of even keeled. I just kind of, okay, well, that's cool. Oh, that's sad. And I just kind of keep going. Um, which isn't probably that's a my great husband. attribute. I Same. feel like I carry so much emotion in this relationship and he's just no emotion that like combined we're like all... balanced, but yeah, like, it... so I, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't know. We've learned a lot of like when we went through when we had a, a late term miss. Are, are, are you starting to sweat? These no, are like no, heavy no, questions no, I'm for good. you. Yeah. Okay. We had <laughs> I'm a, sorry. No, 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 no. It's it's a good when we had a late term miscarriage, like I purposely didn't I, I mean, I was super sad, but it was really hard for me to go to this therapy thing and just relive this thing and keep talking about it every week. And we're with all these couples that are going through the same thing, which, which was really hard for me to keep on talking about it over and over. That was like the saddest time of my week, every week going with this group of people and talking about loss. Right. So that I don't understand, but I was happy to do it because it seemed to really help her and she wanted to go and needed to go and talk about it. So I tried to really respect her grieving process, whereas mine was completely different. That's grieving. That's so anxiety is a little different than grieving. Now, mind you, did my stillborn loss trigger my anxiety that much more? A thousand percent. But I mean, the anxiety has been there for quite some time. It's just kind of a ebb and flows. I feel like my anxiety is very situational um, as far as like it's brought on by a lot of traumatic things that have happened in my life um, that, you know, then you're just in this constant frame of mind of the next shoe is going to drop. When's the next shoe going to drop? When's Barbara's heart going to go back into heart failure? You know, is she going to need another heart surgery? Is you know, every time I got pregnant, even the healthy ones, I was a mess of nerves because I had my first child had a 
you know, a life-threatening heart condition that needed open heart surgery at birth. That was my first pregnancy out the wow. gate. So guess what? That yeah. any 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 glimpse of having a blissful pregnancy ever went out the door. Yeah. So I had five pregnancies and two were healthy, two were losses, and one was a medically fragile child. Um, so who, you know, also has different needs as Meredith would say, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we've, you know, talked and bonded over uh, that. But that the anxiety, yeah, I mean, it's it's triggered by, I think, external circumstances a lot of times. And uh, oh, that puts you at a predisposition. Great, like, pregnancies were tough. They, you know, they ended up being like the saddest, you know, 10 months of any year anyone can imagine because she had such a hard time going through after after a loss getting pregnant right. again it was a very scary time for her so like because i don't necessarily relate to that right. i would just do everything i could for the kids like let lucy yeah. whatever you need take that time work through it you spend a I'm lot all, of time I'm all in on the kids yeah and if i can't help emotionally maybe that hopefully that's a help you know and I mean, this is this is kind of to tie it all in, right? So, I we just explain what you know some of our hard times, right, that we went through as a couple, and have you know are still dealing with a lot of days. Some, I mean, geez, we're in two hundred and sixty-three days of since my kids have seen a classroom. So life is really difficult right now, you know, um, and it continues to be. But I will say, like to be able to laugh off the little things like cargo shorts and dishwashers and, and things like that. Like we have to laugh it off because life is so heavy and hard and we're already carrying so much. Right. And there was a time in our life in an ICU room where we didn't know if we were going to have a child the next day. And we prayed for normal. We prayed for potty training a seven-year-old and, you know, uh, sleepless nights. And, you know, we prayed for the normal and maybe that's not normal to wipe a seven-year-old's butt, but like we would have taken that right in, in that moment of time. So like we prayed for normal. We didn't know if we'd ever get normal. I don't think we are normal, <laughs> but right. to the extent that we can write a book that's relatable and normal every day, it, relatable, normal, everyday things that couples, parents go through, I think is a complete blessing, honestly, because we've been through so much. So that's Absolutely. kind of where, how I kind of tie in, you know, I know a lot of families right now with the pandemic and everything, whatever circumstances they're into, life is really hard. So if this book can bring you know, parents together or couples together. And, sh you know, I say, I want it to be nudge worthy. I want you nudging your spouse, like, oh my God, you do this, you do this, right? Um, and share a laugh over it, that the fact that it's written in a book means someone else out there is going through that same crap. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I was thinking it might be fun, like to sit down with your spouse and like read it together and see which side you'd be on. And that's as somebody who does have anxiety and somebody who is the exact opposite and the house could be on fire and he'd just be like, burp, burp, burp. I think it would be very, 
It would be very interesting to see his perspective because a lot of my thoughts and judgments of situations are based off of my fear of things going wrong. So I think it's very cool. You guys have been through so much together. And the fact that even if you don't understand everything, love is the underlying factor and being there for each other is the underlying factor. And I think that's huge and that's so important. And um, I give you guys kudos for being able to do that. I would probably stab my husband in the midst of trying to write a book. We did it in separate hotel rooms, writing away from our children. (laughs) So we did, we did have space to write. But we yeah. did the audio book recording together. That was, in fun. The, that was fun. Yeah. Oh, that is fun. We, did, we took it like a date, like, well, it wasn't a date night. It was a date day where we like went to recording studio and recorded they, they the were audio asking, book. They were, they were going to hire someone else. We're like, this, that would be, we would, we so want to do our own audio yeah. book recording. Yeah. Night, so that's, a, that's important to do that. I think people want to hear it in your voice as well. Uh, which is cause they did the same thing with me. They're like, we'll have somebody else record it. And I'm like over my dead body. (laughs) Yeah, no, you gotta hear your voice. Um, but I, you know, when you were talking about, when you were talking about, um, everything there, Lucy, all I could think about was after Brian, um, my youngest was diagnosed. I remember having this moment where I was thinking about parenting and parenting kind of reminds me of sitting at a poker table. You know, like you have all of these people, they've all been dealt a a, a set of of cards. You've all got a hand and now you have to figure out how you're going to play the hand. Right. And so when Brian was diagnosed, I felt like, okay, we've been given our cards. Now, how are we going to play them? Because there, there are times when you feel like you've got a really shitty hand. Yes. But you're still going to be able to play something, right? You're still going to be able to make some sort of a hand. You're still going to be able to figure things out. And there are other times where you felt like you've been dealt this amazing set and it doesn't turn out the way you thought it would. So, you know, when you were talking about that, I, I think that a lot of times we have to remember, okay, this is what we've been dealt now, right. how, what's the, how can we make the best out of this? Cause I know you were saying you were praying for normal, but normal doesn't exist anyway. I know in that moment with your first child, you still assume normal exists, right? But once right. you're three, four, 10 kids in, right? Like, cause we've got followers in the community that, you know, have six, seven kids. It's like, you know, veteran parents, it's like, you know, normal doesn't exist. Normal is not a thing that you are going to be dealing with when it comes to raising these tiny humans. So I think it's great. You know, what you guys have been, have done with your communities with life of mom and life of dad, and now bringing, uh, this book so that people can have that conversation. Like Tiffany says with their spouse, I think that's a great idea. I also don't, don't think Dave and I could ever write a book together. (laughs) um you do this podcast pretty good yeah I mean and and it's and it's great but I think it's it's funny because I don't Dave's never even read one of the books that I've written so I don't (laughs) even know like he'd fall asleep we'd we'd probably try to to write something he'd get a sentence in and be like I'm done (laughs) I think that's common so like I've done a podcast for a while too and like Lucy hasn't listened to one episode over over six years (laughs) right so like (sighs) There's a few things that like, yeah. What what was the other thing? Oh, I wrote it as does everyone in Los Angeles wrote a screenplay. Right. And uh, she's giving me notes on it without ever reading a word of it. I'm like, you didn't, you never no. even looked at page one. So I you don't have even, no position to give, tell me anything. I don't even need to read it. I know. 
I, oh. I know how he thinks. And I'm like, no, you need to go at it this way. But it's not like you sat down and read my baby journal book. I love that. I love reading that book. You're such a liar. Uh, you're lying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dave, do you have anything to add to this? Or are you just staying silent today? I'm, Is- I'm just here being a support to my wife. Oh, I, I know that your books are amazing. Bleh. So I, I, I didn't need to take time away from supporting you by reading them. I just Would you know. compliment a spray tan, Dave? Well. <laughs> okay, I'm all for nothing. I, yeah. I, we just had a conversation the other day about, was that, I don't know, that was the last podcast when she uh, showed up home with a perm. <laughs> a permanent. Yes. A permanent. And my, my reaction was, it was the only time I was ever like, so what happened? <laughs> Right. Normally, I don't say or even notice anything unless I know she's going somewhere to get something done. I don't. I mean, it's Meredith. I, I mean, it's I, and I don't. Her. I'm not one so, to do that. But I did go this, and I asked for. This a, was. Um, I'd like to preface it with: I asked for a beachy wave. Oh. And I got Michael Jackson's Thriller. <laughs> <laughs> and it was bad. And he's like, and he looked at me and he's like, make it stop. And I'm like, I can't. It's called a permanent for a reason. <laughs> Wait, yeah, was this so in was the rough. 90s? The, like, this how was, this was like the, a few years ago. This was the, or, no, it was <laughs> not. Is, it was probably 2010. 10? No, it was after that. No. Yes. That's pretty recent. Yeah, it, it was, was probably 10 years ago. No, it was not 10 years ago. Don't, don't even try to play it off. It Seven? was like three or four years it ago. It was not, Dave. It wasn't. It was, it was like was, three or four years. I've been doing this six years, and it was prior to that, so maybe eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Hey, whatever helps you I sleep need, at night. I need to see a photo of this image. I do have a photo of it, and I'm probably going to put it on Instagram. I just haven't gotten the courage yet for that because it's bad. It's bad. You should do it. I sh- I'll do it. I'll do it. You can use it for one of your um, 80s mom versus like every oh, present Lord. day mom. It was, it was bad. And then I tried to wash it out because they tell you don't go home and wash your hair, right? So I was like, oh, that'll work. I'll just wash it out. Oh, no, no, no. No, I wore a hat for a year. <laughs> the hat never came off. It was just, it was really bad. I back to the spray tan thing. So I did sun in once. This was going into college. <laughs> I, 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 I understand. Oh, okay. I'm just kind of comparing. Um, so I we did love sun each in other. going into college, which didn't quite make sense. And I've got pretty pretty dark hair, right? Uh, so the sun in did turn it. You guys remember sun in, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sun oh, in yeah. turned it completely orange. So I entered college, you know, when I was 18 or so with a full orange <laughs> head of hair. You were trying for the frosted tips. I don't know what it was. Yeah. It was just, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, it's Brownman. No, wasn't? Who was that? Not NSYNC. You were... Ryan Seacrest. Well, he wasn't relevant when I was 18, but... Oh, so who were you trying to be? I was just, I was just looking for some, some little bit of red in my life. Was it Backstreet Boys? (laughs) Yeah. They weren't around yet. Wait, when did you, what year? I don't believe that. Backstreet Boys were... Yeah, they were there. They were totally yeah, crossed in their tips. 97 in sync. Britney, Britney Spears no. was 2000. In sync was the same time as them. Britney exactly. Spears was, was 90. She, exactly. Whoa, whoa. Britney Spears was my 1999 Disney concert experience at grad night. 
Oh, so yes. absolutely Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and that whole nonsense was totally around. It's going Justin it Timberlake. Was. 1997, right. early yes. 2000s. You lie. Uh, it's all we lies. gotta Google it. Who was the Mary boy band in 97? No, because wasn't wasn't Ryan Sequest doing Sequest? Sequest? Doing um, American Idol by then? That started in 2002. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to see what inspired you. I'm trying to actually I, like there was, I you don't know, know. I defend don't know. you in this it. choice. Then people thought I was Christopher, looked like Christopher Robin from Winnie the Pooh because I was kind of oh, tall with the hair. So I was, that was my nickname in for freshman year of college, Christopher Robin. Drip drop looks like rain. Oh, Lord. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> do we have time for one more topic or, or do we have to wrap it up? You guys tell me. Meredith is the boss. I'm, I'm literally looking at Googling and think. Oh, oh Google. Google. Yes. Right. We, 1997, the Backstreet Boys released their I Want It That Way. In, in 97? Uh, 97. Okay. Boom. So not, I knew it was a Backstreet Boys inspired son-in situation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, who was that? Joey? Which one? I don't know any of their names. I don't know their. I don't know their names. (laughs) Why don't you guys know their names? Nick, Kevin, never a boy band. Howie, AJ, Tiffany, were you? Tiffany, were you? Oh my God, Howie Duro, AJ McLean, Kevin Richardson, you know, Nick Carter, Joey Fatone. I've got InSync. You've got Justin Timberlake. No, Joey Fatone's InSync. Joey Fatone, Justin Timberlake, JC Shave. Why do you Lance this Bass? Is, this and, isn't uh, cute for you to know the all one. these names. It's yeah. actually and they not were just... they were two thousand. Oh, Saint Brian Latrell. Yeah, sorry, I was right. We were yeah. all right. I was right. Well, you were right. You were in the region of right. I'm impressed, actually. What's your other topic that you wanted to do? Let's it do is, it. Um, yeah. So when we go back and forth on, so who's better with grammar in your relationship, and is it okay to correct said person? with grammar if they're struggling. Yeah, so this looks through. like a hot button topic. I'm I'm watching the posturing right now. You have yeah, right, to Dave? correct. Right? I, the fact that he just threw this one out but without discussing with me. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, in the book. Yeah. it's in the book. Yeah. Let them let them yeah. take it away, ladies. Well it's obvious what's going on over there. <laughs> first of all. Um, I think that I am absolutely better with grammar and it's very important that you let the other person know so that they don't sound stupid going forward. Very, very intelligent person you are, Tiffany. Thank you. Yeah. I know big words. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know that I'm better at, I, first of all, I cannot spell. I'm dyslexic. better. Right off the bat. Yeah, I I am actually um I can't spell a single word. I re- I learned to read phonetically. Um but uh, same girl. I you know, so it's not my strong suit. Saying that I've published two books, which is insane. But um we don't I, I haven't noticed that he and I have to correct each other's grammar per se. I think we're probably both relatively competent in the grammar. Yeah, arena. I don't think anyone has to correct anyone's grammar i don't think that is required by anyone to you know how you let the orange spray tan slide i let the you the the orange spray tan you just yeah. let it slide by tommy i let the the your and 
U apostrophe R E and all of those. I just let them slide. Excuse me. I know the difference between your and your and and apostrophe R E. Okay. Excuse me. I know the difference between there, there, and there. Okay. We do it in more of like a jovial kind of way. Yeah. So, so there are times when I ask Tommy how to spell words, because as my dad said, I'm a lover, not a speller. I received my father's, (laughs) I received my father's, I don't think that's how it goes. Father of 12. Engineer, veteran, one of the greatest humans of all time, can't really spell that well. And he gave passed that down to me. And I am honored to have his genes, including his poor grammar and spelling and pronunciation. So oh. with that said, I I, w- I I went to the reading clinic as a child. It's a little I my nickname from the school boys in elementary school was Miss Illiterate, mind wow. you. Yeah. So Way to bring it up, deep. Tommy. This is deep, yeah. Tommy. Well, you opened scary. a deep wound. Um, and so there are times when I ask Tommy how to spell words. And like when my like phone isn't correcting me and I'm like, crap, like what is this word? How do you spell it? So in that particular, when you are seeking out um, help, I think you should and may help the person seeking that uh that work, but Ooh. to go out of the way <laughs> and like Ooh. correct when it is not um, necessary, necessary. Ooh. You are not asking for feedback. You are not like, I hate it when I like write something or like, say I like post something and it's like, uh, like on social media, I'll like write something up and maybe it's even like a super heartfelt thing. And then like one of my friends in the comments will like correct asterisk. asterisk yeah. yeah. Correct the grammar of it. And I'm like, well, now you're just an asshole. Oh. Like I think people that go out of their way and like correct people's grammar unsolicited are assholes. Can I have the floor? So my husband, <laughs> Can I swear on this? I don't know. You're fine. You're you, fine. I've already mean, done it. But you, you've you've said assholes twice so right before I'm about I to rebut. I love my husband, but <laughs> when he corrects my grammar, pronunciation, and or spelling, he's an asshole. So remember <laughs> when we used to go in public to restaurants and such, and if someone had like a big piece of like broccoli in their teeth, they're like a you know a piece of lettuce, you know, in their you you tell them right if if they're yes. a friend if they're if they're a loved one you would tell them so they have their I I believe in my wife and I want her to have her best foot forward at all times and when she is public facing that the words coming out of her mouth and 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 and, and the and the lack of broccoli in her teeth uh, shines true to everyone so when necessary I think it's absolutely a good idea I, it's all it's all for the best it's all no, I'm here to no. support you. Oh. To teach you, to no, guide you're not. you, teach you is the wrong word. You, to guide you. you are so darn smug and proud of yourself when you can like call my tush out. So if you look at, where have I called you out in public? If you look at uh, Meredith's Instagram post, Instagram seems to be the spot. Look at it about a minute after it's published, and look at it about ten minutes after it's published. Oh, and it's thousand percent. And it's I do different. that. I can't correct it. Until it's posted and I can reread it back. Then I go and 
edit it. I'm on Dave, you. Dave one- is is uh, the one though. I'll get a text and he's like, "That disaster that you just posted, please correct these words." And he'll text it to me, and then I have to go back and then edit it. So do we you need, need to, to Tommy? Right? Do you, Tommy, do we need to arrange a do wellness I say, check? Did you? Did Tommy? Did you just say to me, "Do I say thank you after that?" Did oh, the word right, come out of your mouth? You do you better? Oh my god! Oh, I, yeah, right. He's joking. Oh, he's joking. I know. He, you guys, I told you he's an asshole. Oh. <laughs> um, Dave, now, Dave, would you like to hear a thank you after something like that? Though I get, I would never tell you to say thank you, Meredith. But Dave, would you like to hear a thank you? I I love my wife, and I don't want a wellness <laughs> check here. So I'm just gonna know that she loves me. Yeah, she knows his place. Gosh, like. That's I, not true. He walks and- around this house saying you're welcome to me all the time for even if he's done nothing. His existence, right. <laughs> I am being well, you're welcome for me existing. That's what I get on yeah. a daily basis. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, anyway. Wow. All right. Anyway. We got some, we got, we got deep in there in certain places. I have to say it was- sure are, the, are the aliens there? I like to say I'm not the sharpest crayon in the box, but I'm colorful nonetheless. Aww. That is my quote for life. I think, I, and I'd I think, rather be a colorful crayon than a sharp crayon. I think Tiffany's about to get abducted by aliens. Uh, uh, is there something? Out well, your my window? husband's mowing the lawn, which is great, but he's doing it with his shirt off, and I'm trying to figure out: is he like a show pony strutting <laughs> for the neighborhood, or what's going on here? Ooh, Maybe I like it's it. warm, huh? It's hot out. Okay. Put a shirt on. Wow. They're trying to seduce the neighbors Whoa. right in front of my what eyes. Is, what is it over there, Melrose Place? I uh, pro- yes, there's lots of housewives. Oh, is it desperate housewives who, who exercise? Oh, stop it! Is that what your neighborhood is like? Yeah, my husband's handsome. Oh, and I never leave the house, so they, they probably, probably think, think he's, he's a single. widow. <laughs> yeah. Now, are you going to yeah. compliment him, or are you just going to notice that? And- I'm going to be like, I see you're doing a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Just leave. Perfect. It. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for, where can um, we get your book? Yeah. Where can we get your book? Where can everybody follow you? Give us all the deets. Oh, great. Uh, so mom versus dad, the not so serious guide to the stuff we're all fi- fighting about. about is on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, anywhere that books are sold mm-hmm. is I think how they say it. That's um, it. you can follow Tommy and I at Lucy Riles or at Tommy Riles. We also run parenting communities at Life of Mom and at Life of Dad. At Life of Dad. And watch the pack on Amazon. It's the biggest oh, yeah. new competition reality show, which she's a she's a cast member competitor on. So watch that. With, yeah, I'm with the Duchess. only mom on the show, by the way. And can I just say all of my friends with kids are watching with their kids and writing me, whether they're toddlers all the way up through teenagers. And they're like, this is so fun. And I just have, I just got all of my teenagers in the same room to watch a series with me. Um, So it is, it's, it's a really great show. It's, it's called the pack. It's on, you can stream it. You can binge it on Amazon prime video. It's 12 contestants and their dogs traveling the world pre COVID and um, competing for half a million dollars and $250,000 for a dog charity. And so my black lab and I competed, traveled the world, represented the moms and the Labradors. And it was epic. I yes. love that. Duchess, right? 
Duchess, yeah. Duchess, yes. You can either win a half a million dollars or donate to charity that... So the winner of it, no, they had a big charity. It's a big decision. (laughs) (laughs) All right now. (laughs) While the cameras are rolling. Did I say or? Because I could have with my grammar. It's me. I'm old. I don't, I don't know. I heard both numbers. I heard a half mil and 250,000. No, they had a big charity component component now i'm just not gonna be able to talk every country we went to got twenty five thousand dollars towards a dog charity and then the winner of the pack the dog human duo won a half a million dollars and two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to a dog charity of their choice so i competed for pause with a cause which is a dog charity based out of michigan that um is a national charity it pairs up these incredible therapy dogs with um, adults and children with handicaps or special needs. Uh, specifically, I was very drawn to. Um, uh, so here's all the kids. Sorry, guys. They held out. They did well, good, huh? yeah. And on, on that on that note, we we appre- we appreciate you being probably, here. It's probably Elizabeth. Okay, we gotta go. Yeah, we got- it happens. Thanks for coming. I'm actually surprised we made it this far. Thank you for having us, guys. It was of a blast. course. Yes, All you're right. great. You Everybody great go get day. the book. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye. It was Join great. Us next- <laughs> I was just going to say it was great having Lucy and Tommy on. Make sure to okay. follow. Do it then. Okay. Bye. It was great having Lucy and Tommy on. Uh, Make sure to head on over and follow them at Life of Mom and Life of Dad. And make sure you join us next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms who have no idea idea what 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 we're we're doing. doing. See you next week. I love you. I love you more. Mm.